Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to the Charity Movement Podcast. My name is Kiera Gladney, and I'm so excited that you um, are tuning in for another week. Um, Today, I have a very, very special person in my life. I've known her for 10 years. We met in high school in choir, and then we had, um, I think it was pre-cal together, and from then on, God started to form a bond between us. We went to college together. We worked in ministry together. Um, She was the maid of honor in my wedding. She's my best friend, and I love her very much. She is so smart. She's going to be a nurse. She is a caretaker. She is a CNA. She does so many things well. She has a beautiful natural hair journey. You'll see it when she comes on, you know, and so I'm very excited about everything that she is and all that God has made her to be. I'm giving her this long intro because she's my best friend, so don't y'all start saying nothing like, you know, this is long because that's my best friend, okay? Thank you. So... (laughs) Again, I'm very excited about this episode. We're going to be talking about friendship, um, the evolution of friendship, and just how God is in the center of it all, okay? So I love you guys, and I hope you're ready for this episode because I'm presenting to you my best friend, Brenda. (laughs) Hi, Brenda. Thank you, girl. Thank you for being a part of my podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you for asking. You know, I don't be out here. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I know this is not your norm. It's not. I just be in the back in my own little prayer closet doing what the Lord wants me to do. I don't be out here. Okay. Okay. Intercession is the key. Okay. So I'm so excited about you doing this because I don't know I've been talking about friendship so much about the benefits of having a friendship and just how important a village is especially when you are going through the year that 2020 has been you need yeah you need some people that are going to support you and not just naturally but spiritually are going to intercede on your behalf and you've been that for me and so I wanted you to be on here and to um, highlight not just what you do for me, but just what we should do for each other when we call ourselves mm. friends, right? Yeah. So, absolutely. so my first question is, what are the qualities of a good friendship? Um. So when I first think about was loyalty. Yeah. Um. I believe when it comes to friendship know that the people that are in your circle that you can rely on them that they won't just walk out of your life just because of their own personal um not just own personal issues but if you're in a pit or in a certain season in your life that they're with you in that pit that they're with you in that valley um so loyalty um I believe accountability too um, like, I want you to let me know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because at the end of the day, um, iron sharpens iron. And we yeah. as God's people, um, and just bring brothers and sisters in the Lord, we should be able to keep each other accountable and sharpen each other and, um, edify each other because we can't do this journey by our, by, by ourselves. We need yeah. each other. Um, the Bible is the scripture that says uh, two is better than one. Woe to him who is alone, that when they fall, no one can be there. He said, woe to him. You know That's me. Exactly. That is. So, so we need each other for that support, that loyalty and accountability just to just make it, in all honesty. Absolutely. I agree. And so the characteristics that you gave was loyalty and accountability. So has that always been your definition of friendship or um, your qualities of friendship between like the ages of 16 and 26? Mm -hmm. That's a decade difference. Um, So has your value changed over time? Absolutely. That's why I'm laughing. (laughs) (laughs) No, Jesus. Like, Mm. sometimes you're friends with someone because of the convenience of it. Yeah. And because of maybe you guys grew up the same background, you guys had things in common and it wasn't necessarily something that was pushing you in the direction that God wants you to be in. 
So when I got to college, that's really when my idea of who I need as being friends changed. Like my whole friend circle did a 180 <laughs> in yeah. college. I was like yeah. literally, yeah. I went from clubbing, drinking, you know, yeah, amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I I did all of that, you know. Um, I didn't, I did hookah once, you know, just that was the crowd, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Even though I knew. I shouldn't be doing those things. I just wanted to wild out because I grew up so sheltered. But I went from that group of friends to you, even though you were always there. But the Lord kind of used you to like graph me out of that. You know, listen, that's a whole story, Tom, for a whole like that's a whole thing where Jesus just literally came through and and literally saved my life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um but I went from being in that friend circle to having people like you and Chris and Chels and just people. I'm naming people, y'all, that were a part of the ministry that we yeah. we worked in for some years um, together. Kayla and then Dree and Leah, Kizzy, just different people, you know. So I'm really grateful just for that shift because it helped me to be who I am today. I would not... Um, be where I am today if it wasn't for the friends that I was able to get in college and cultivate because it was so many times I should have lost my mind or I was suicidal um especially when I lost my my grandfather and then I lost my dad I lost both of them two days before my birthday on the same day about four years apart so I needed (laughs) friends that I knew would be loyal and I also knew would keep me accountable and making sure that I don't stay in that place of grief, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I'm grateful for that shift. (laughs) But I, I think that even when you said that, like, not only did we experience that loyalty and that accountability, but because we know God and we know him the way that we knew him we had the discernment to know how to love you the way yeah. you needed to be loved in those moments of hardship and pain. And, you know, even coming out of the things that you were fighting against, God yeah. showed us how to love each other. And so yeah. how is how important is it for us as believers to have God in the center of our friendships? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that if you, <laughs> I feel like if you don't, have Christ at the center of the friendship. What's the center of that friendship? Right. The only other person <laughs> is they Satan. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the, what's the, I mean, no, for real. Because like, yeah, what what's keeping you guys together? Who's leading that relationship? Every relationship isn't just romantic but platonic relationships who's the center of that who's leading that who's guiding both of you guys to be able to rely on each other to be able to pour into each other and what are you pouring into each other is it something that will uplift you is it something that will be able to help you bear more fruit of the spirit to push you further into your purpose or have you noticed yourself drawing away from God? Have you noticed yourself not really feeling like praying like that for real? Not feeling like fasting for real? Not really feeling like doing Bible studies and stuff like that? And I feel like when you evaluate those characteristics, you will really be able to see, okay, this is Christ-centered and this is not. So let yeah. me probably put up boundaries um, to separate the two, to guard my heart so that I can make sure that I'm not allowing yes. just any old body into my space because everybody can't pour into you. Everybody shouldn't be your friend in the first place. You can have associates. That's cool. But having those people in your inner circle, those that will speak into you and speak into your life and all, you have to be very mindful and use wisdom of who you allow to have that much access to you because everybody isn't sent by God. So let's talk about the difference between when a friendship is no longer help healthy or beneficial mm-hmm. to you in terms of like that person, like you just said, that person is not bringing you closer to God, but they bring yeah. you, you away from God versus yeah. a good friendship that is just having growing pains. Like what's the difference? Mm-hmm. 
the difference between a person with growing pains and a person drawing you away from that. Like something you should sever versus something that's like, okay, I need to put more work in this because it's valuable. So from experience, the first sign that I have seen in certain friendships that I have was that we were just walking on two totally opposite paths. Like I was literally pursuing God and wanting the things that God wanted me to do. And this person wanted to do what they wanted to do. And it was things that was completely contrary to God and contrary to his word. So I believe the first thing you can see is what are they pursuing? And if that thing is contrary to God, it's contrary to his ways, it's contrary to the standard that he holds us to as Christians, that right there, that's, that's a sign of you being unequally yoked because now you're pursuing this thing that is honoring God and this person is pursuing this thing that's dishonoring him or misrepresenting him. Yeah. That's a, a dead giveaway. Okay, we're starting to become unequally yoked in this in this relationship. Um, it was something else that happened. Oh, um, characteristics. When you start seeing a person's character kind of becoming more morphed into something that isn't a reflection of Christ and like his love and his compassion, because I, 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 I really believe that we as a church, sometimes we can focus so much on hell, 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 you, you saying you want hell and if you do this, you going to hell and, and not really realize that that's not what's going to draw people to Christ. Like <laughs> his loving kindness is what, that's what the us. Bible says. So it's like, yes, we preach and know what hell is. And if you don't do X, Y, and Z, then that's what you end up in. However, (laughs) we need to also make sure that we are exemplifying the love of Christ and make sure we are pushing how he is long suffering. He is compassion. He is full of grace. He is full of mercy. And if you start seeing someone that lack those characteristics as well. Yeah. That, that can cause a huge divide because God is love. It's, it's, it's love that covers a multitude of sins, love that conquers all, love that endures all things. You know what I'm saying? So I think yeah. that's another thing just from, you know, experience, characteristics and um, what that person is pursuing in their life. Those words. Yeah. Words. Yeah. I think that over time or over the course of, knowing you for 10 years, I think that we have both changed so much. And I can say overall, all good things, all good things that we have changed, <laughs> but we, we have changed. And I, I know that we, we both have experienced growing pains in our friendships, especially yes. like going through different stages of life. And, wow. you know, huh? I mean, like even even us, you know, graduating from college and leaving, you know, the ministry that we worked in for so long. Yes, that was a growing pain for all of us. And then, of course, like, you know, the the different times through you going through losses and then my health scares, all of those things were growing pains for us because it was like as if we had to turn the knob of our love and our support to a different level to help the other person. And then I think one of the largest growing pains that I believe that we've gotten over successfully as a huge hurdle is after I got married and I had to move away. I think that was a huge. (laughs) I struggled y'all. I struggled. That was hard. (laughs) But I think that was a huge growing pain because you have to understand, and I'm going to post a picture um, as we prepare to like, um, talk about this podcast throughout this week but Brenda was my maid of honor when I tell you that she did everything to help me and to be there for me and to take off all of my jitters she did just that like she was the epitome of a support system when it comes to preparing somebody to be married and we were literally together all the time Um, And so getting to a place where I wouldn't see her every day was extremely hard for me, but it was hard for her as well. Like it was as if I felt like I felt so alone and I didn't want to say anything because it was like, 
I don't want to make her feel bad. I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to make I don't want to make my husband feel bad because then he's gonna be like, "What did I do wrong?" I'm like, "Nothing. You did nothing." But I need my best friend. (laughs) And I know that Brenda felt the same way, and I think for a while we just didn't say anything to each other because we I don't think we wanted each other to feel bad. But once once we said something and it wasn't coming. I think the motive was important because we both weren't coming to a place of, well, I feel some type of way or I'm upset with you or I'm this or I'm yeah. that. It was more so like, I love you and I miss you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I want I want to be there. Why can't I be there? And, and that's what it was. And I think yeah. it's important to talk about in growing pains, you have to be able to discern the motive. That's Oh, that's good. Because there are some people that say that they're your friend, but when you get to a stage of, you know, God opening up another window um, mm-hmm. of like marriage or a child or whatever, you you really mm-hmm. see people's character when those situations yeah. happen. And I think yeah. with Brenda, I saw her character of, I love you so much and I'm so genuinely happy for you that I will suppress how I feel yeah. just so that I can see you happy. And when I saw those moments with her, I was like, nobody better not ever hurt her ever in life. (laughs) (laughs) And I am just like that. Like, I am just like that to this day. I am that way about her. Um, So how, how is that experience? How is that experience for you? Because I know I'm speaking it from my perspective, but how was that for you? So I was just getting emotional (laughs) because... (laughs) Because when you said, oh, Jesus, Lord, have mercy. When you said, y'all, this is me trying to hold back the tears. That's No, I'm we're both. Like, the glare in my eye is real. Like, oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. When you said to suppress how I feel and to make sure that you have what you need and that you're staying in that place of happiness and not really having to worry about some of the details, you know, just different things that was going on that need to be taken care of and all of that. It just made me think about how... All of that was worth going through and doing because you are a type of friend that is literally, we riding this thing (laughs) till we go to glory or until he say, come on home. (laughs) So for me, I think that um, like when I think back, it was, it was really difficult y'all. It was hard. I felt like Banunu. I call Bernard Banunu. That's her husband. I, call him <laughs> I, felt like, I felt like Banunu was taking my sister away from me. And I'm like, what in the world? No, she's my sister. Like, that's how it felt. But I knew that this was the man that God had for her and that he blessed her with. So that feeling of abandonment, I had to, like, give it to God and be like, God, this is a God thing. So let me give this pain and this abandonment to you and let you deal with that part of me and let me um, not think about self in this situation, but think about her and think about him because he's my brother in Christ. And I think when it comes to friendships, it's also important to be selfless. Like you can't, you can't um, always think about you, 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 and how you, you, you feel not saying that your feelings are not valid but when it comes to any relationship there has to be selflessness love is selflessness so if you're saying that you love this person you can't be selfish and just think about you and say you really love that person if god is the epitome of what love is because he is love he was so selfless that while we were yet in our mess that he died for us so yeah. if you're saying that we love someone and we care about this person, we need to make sure that we are selfless in that. And I remember feeling that like, okay, let me, <laughs> let me get to the Lord. You know? um, and I also think having those friendships with people and having that relationship with God is also crucial because there will be things, like you said, growing pains that will happen. And sometimes um, going to that person about those things may not be what you need. You need to go to the source, which is Jesus. Right. So I feel like both, you know, is, is necessary. I think you said something really, really well, all everything you said was good, but you said that you, 
again, like you reiterated that you had to suppress the feelings that you had to make sure that that other person was happy. And I I think that even in God's anger toward man and their sin, he endured the cross. That that fleshly body that was presented to the world as a lamb was used to forever reconcile us back to the Lord if we take a hold of that redemption. And I, I think that even in our friendship, it is so important that friends in general, that sometimes you don't look at it as like you said, it's a you, you, you thing, but it's a, it's a us thing. Yeah. Like how do I strengthen you more? How do I love you more? And I think that over time, I don't think I really had um, mature friendships until, until we became friends. In high school, now that I think about it, like, I never really had friends my whole life because I grew up, you know, pretty sheltered, church kid. Only friend I really had that I could see outside of school was church kids. And so being in college, I really had the freedom to build friendships. And I think that you really taught me, like, the true selflessness in a friendship. And so... Mm -hmm. What you see today of the, I'm going to give all I can for my friend. I'm going I'm to pray for you so that I can know what to give you and what to show you and how to love you. That came because I saw you be a real friend. And so to see, to see the, let me say this, to see the God, to see our God in your friends is amazing. Okay, it's one thing to see God in the scripture. It's one thing to have God's spirit inside of you. But to know that you're connected to the right people because you see the characteristics of God in them, you're on the right path. And when you don't see the characteristics of God in them, like you're in a conflict and they say things that they shouldn't say to you and they haven't been listening to the Lord, tell them to shut up yet. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to start rethinking our friendship. If you get upset with that person and you automatically want to start picking apart their character and who they are. Yeah. I can say in the years that we've been friends and we've had growing pains and things like that, yeah. but I've never thought in my head, is Brenda going to call me out on this or is Brenda going to tell something I said to her or, or anything mm-hmm. because I yeah. knew that wasn't your character. Uh, yeah. Ooh, that's good. I'm just and so I, emotional. what, what you going to say? <laughs> emotional right now because when you when you said um the selflessness and how being that for each other I think that that's what allowed our friendship to be as strong as what it is we're not just about what what can you pour into me what can you process out over me can you pray for me but we do it for each other back and forth back and forth and I think that when you are looking at who are your friends, you need to be able to know that not only are you pouring out, but that they are pouring back into you. And I think that that's something that has really allowed our friendship to be what it is. And while I compare it to David and John, I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> Come on. We in the day. We in the day. Listen. But for real, I really think that that's that's a huge that's a huge factor that we both um, pour into each other and that we both encourage each other. And I think another thing, this is good. Thank you, Lord. Um, When we are in and I think I said this earlier, but that when we are in a season where we're struggling, where we're like struggling, whether it's with um, sin. Mm -hmm. I said it struggling with sin. (laughs) (laughs) no because people want to act like they just out here and they don't fall short when the bible says fall short of the glory of god but you know like if you're out here struggling with sin or struggling with depression struggling with fear struggling with anxiety suicide all of these that you're not side i'm like "Mm, do you really know god then if you really feel in that way or yeah "Mm, are you are you really connected to, to to the source? Because you shouldn't even be feeling like that in the first place. And it's right. like, well, baby, we're we not on a new earth yet, nor are we in heaven yet, nor do we have our glorified bodies yet. So um, <laughs> these feelings and emotions will come because now we're yeah. human. And so when we go through those, those, those dips and those, the, it's like a roller coaster. 
we need to know that the people that are around us will not judge us. And I'm not talking about righteous judgment because that's something different. I'm talking about judging because I want to point it out just in case somebody, you know, went, yeah, yeah, you know, baby. I'm, not talking, <laughs> I'm talking about side-eyeing and, and, and questioning their relationship with God or yeah. them out their salvation with fear and trembling. That's what I'm talking about. If you really know that person, you know that they love God or that they have a true connection with God. They have a relationship with God. They're just going through a season where they're struggling or they're depressed or they're low, or they may be having suicidal thoughts And that in those moments, you need to be again, selfless. And put yourself aside and be there for them and encourage them and uplift them. And I think for us, that has been something that has been consistent throughout these 10 years that yeah, we've done. I, that's so true. Like, I will say that growing up in church, and this is like, I'm not talking about the church, I mean the four walled assemblies. Yeah. I think that I, it, seen so much and I'd experienced so much and I think that people look at you a certain way and Mm. I think that I had you know on a mask for a long time not saying that I was doing things behind closed doors but there was just a level of vulnerability that I would never have with people because Mm. you know even when you're struggling I know the scripture says that two are better than one you just quoted it and like you know what 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 are you going to do if you fall and nobody's there to pick you up. And so that is telling you that there will be seasons in our lives where we are struggling. We have thorn and thorns in our sides and we need somebody to pick us up. But a lot of us have been so hurt and so damaged from situations that were not true friendships to where now you don't want to open up. Now you have to suppress it because you don't want people to know. Because what if they know? And like you said, they say, well, mm-hmm. because you're struggling with this, that means you're not. You're not this or you're not that. And none of that is the case. And so Brenda was the first person that I took off the mask for because I had trust in her and confidence in her that number one, she knew the Lord. Number two, I knew that if I told her something, she was not going to think less of me. And I also think about our relationship resembling um, Jonathan and David. And we're both Jonathan and David interchangeably. Um, But I think that, Jonathan was willing to sacrifice his relationship with his own father because he trusted in David's purpose. And I think that with our friendship, there, there is, there is no one that would be able to say anything about Brenda because I know her character. Nobody would be able to come in and say, well, I think Brenda, you can't tell me none of that. I don't want to hear it. I'm mute because I know her character. Yeah. And, and and she has been a friend, just like Jesus, that has stick stuck close to me mm-hmm. like a brother or a, a friend or a sister. Mm-hmm. And so th- that's, again, a characteristic of God. Mm-hmm. And so wow. I, I I think that it's important also to, to talk about, I know a lot of my friends are, um, mixed so i have single friends i have engaged friends i have courting friends i have married friends and so uh, i think it's important to mention what are some misconceptions that people have about singles (laughs) (laughs) you are so silly i'm laughing because it'd be irritating (laughs) y'all it'd be irritating sometimes um i think one thing that came to my mind was uh, once you voice that you desire marriage, mm, you must be discontent. You must not be really in your purpose then because if you really was, then you wouldn't even be focusing on that. What all I said was <laughs> I my husband. That's all I said. And now all of a sudden, I'm discontent and I'm not in my purpose. Like, the Lord said, if you delight yourself in him, because people want to quote the other half of the scripture. But once you delight yourself in him, he shall give you the desires of your heart. So I think that when as a single woman, when you voice that you desire marriage, that people will automatically assume that, you know, you're not focused, that you're um, 
you must be discontent. You're not really enjoying your singleness and you're, you're not really doing this and that. And it's just like, actually, I'm doing all of the above, man. Like, it ain't even that. <laughs> it's just like, this is what I desire, though, you know? So that's one thing. And that's irritating. I, that's irritating. And all my other singles, y'all, y'all can concur. You know, y'all can agree with that. Um, what would be another one? Oh, child. The moment that you may say, um, you know, I'm, I feel kind of lonely. I feel, I, I feel kind of sad in the season or in this time right now. Like when you're voicing the emotions that you feel mm-hmm. that, um, oh, well, you should be happy. Um, you shouldn't feel like that. Um, God is your source. He's just, and it's just like, Yes, but God also gave us emotions to feel. And if you feel that, voice those emotions. That doesn't mean that you stay in that place. Right. But that means that you feel what you feel. You voice how you feel. Pour your heart out to God and then go back to your source, which is Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So for me, um, when you voice those emotions that you feel, people kind of like invalidate them and like kind of make it seem like you shouldn't feel that way because God is your everything and he is the source of your strength and the Lord is it's just like yeah but I know all of that but I'm just saying today I'm sad like <laughs> but and is it, isn't it so ironic that most of the people that say things like that are married yeah. I find that very ironic and so I think that even in our in our friendship, there are just some parameters that Brenda never has to ask me to put up because through discernment, I can I can tell who my I can tell who she is. So I can tell when I mean, I can tell when you. When you fill in your mind, like, OK, Kira, I had a dream about, you know, I had a dream about my, my child. I have a dream about this. Yeah. I know not to bring up certain things or not to pry. I know that. When you say, you know, Kira, or you might say, like, oh, Kira, I'm lonely today. Like, I really just, I really just want to be in that place with that person, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to say, well, you shouldn't feel like that. I shouldn't, you know, no. My job as your friend is just to support you, to let you know that you're not alone in this, meaning that I may not have been in that place right now. But I am with you. I'm praying with you. Whatever you need, I have you. And just be there. And I think a lot of times people want to give you the answer. Like, well, I'm feeling lonely. Well, you shouldn't be lonely because you're never alone. (laughs) That doesn't stop me from feeling that way. So just be quiet. Yeah. And listen to me. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't understand. I don't need you to fix my problems. That's what I got Jesus for. Didn't you just tell me to go to him? I don't need you to fix my problem. I just need you to listen. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So I I think that the Bible talks about how you need a multitude of counsel, Mm. right? And a counselor doesn't do all the talking. A counselor listens and writes stuff down. And I think that us as friends, we we have to be swift to hear. Slow, slow to speak and slow to wrath because you'll find that you might have longevity in your friendships if you stop trying to fix that person's problem and just mm-hmm. be what God called you to be for them. Support, accountability, yeah. just help, help me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, that's good. No. I think, oof, you can go ahead. No, you, you go ahead. I forgot. <laughs> Me too. I forgot. You said, oof. You said, it was something that you said, just listening. I think that's what, that was one thing that you said that really hit because even when I may have moments or it may even not just be about just being single, just in general, you never, um, jump in and be like, oh, well, you need to do this or you need to do that or, <laughs> or you know, you, ne- I can't recall you ever, ever doing that. Even after you got married, you have never and done I can't, that. I can't recall you doing that in terms of like me being married. Like I just, you've never been like, well, Kira, I think you should, like, I think, I think you should. 
Now you you hold me accountable and you let me know that I can't be selfish. And those are things. And I think that's a misconception too. And I, I cut you off. I'm sorry. Um, I think that's a misconception too, that just because you have a single friend that, that, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they can't give you any wisdom. Like wisdom so, doesn't yeah. come in just because you're married or single. Yeah. Wisdom is something that God gives. That's why the Bible says that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. It didn't say let him ask of God if you're married or <laughs> let him ask of God if you're single. Um, it just says let him ask of God. And I think that Brenda is very wise. And through discernment, she's able to say, hey, Kira, um, are you okay? Like, do you need to do you need <laughs> to just de-stress? Because when I'm stressed out, I feel like my Mm-hmm. You know, my cup is running over and not in a good way. And Brenda's like, well, just calm down. Because once you're calm, once you're de-stressed, once you give it to God, um, her as my accountability partner, she's like, well, if you just give it to God, you give God his time, I promise you, you'll feel better and you'll be better. And, you'll, and I will. And so all of those things are needed. And so yeah. I think it works both ways, whether she's single or married. She, yeah. She's valuable. <laughs> her advice is not contingent upon if she's married or single. And so I think that's a misconception as well, that just because you're single, you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. Yeah. Oh, child. Oh. Just, I'm, <laughs> oh, child. <laughs> I'm for real. Because it's like, for some reason, like I've been single, how many years? About six years? Six, almost seven years I've been single. But I've the Lord have been able to place me in a position where I've been able to minister and encourage people that are married, people that have been in relationships when I haven't even been in one in almost years, but it's not just out of a coincidence. It's because of God. Paul was single y'all. Y'all know that y'all know he was single and y'all know that he wrote the epistles and he was talking about marriage and singleness. So it shows that, you know, just because we may be single, that doesn't mean that God cannot impart in us a word to give to you who you you know you may be married and vice versa you may be married and you may have a word for people that are single but y'all don't y'all that marry y'all please don't don't be like (laughs) just keep waiting on the lord he okay like i think that's a given though like i think that's a given whether you like it or not you gonna have to wait I think it's it's the way that that some it's not all that some people that have different. been married go about it. Yeah, because I've listened to married couples webinars and stuff, and I feel like they have been graced to specifically minister to people that are single. But I think that once people get married, they feel like because they're married that that gives them the card to be able to just do that. But God may not grace you to do that specifically you know what i'm saying like I, yeah. god graces you to minister to different people in different seasons and i think yeah. when you're not graced for that it it won't be received it won't be received <laughs> yeah because even you know peter peter had to ask god what what was the words to say and he said well just open your mouth and i'll fill it mm-hmm. i think it's important to say that a lot of people are just opening up their mouth and god ain't feel nothing yeah. for them to say and so in those moments, I just don't say nothing. <laughs> and it's not because I don't care, because I care because I'm here. But right. I don't want to say anything that is not going to produce good fruit. That's good. And if yeah. what I say is going to hurt you, it's going to yeah. cause you to be confused, it's going to cause the enemy to be able to come in and start working stuff. I'm not yeah. going to say nothing. Because yeah. I don't want to be the reason why you're confused, you're upset. Mm-hmm. You feel alone. Yeah. You feel worse than what you felt before we got on the phone. Oof. And so we have to be very careful that we say things that are going to build people up, even in correction. Yeah. 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 Even it's how you do it. And in the posture of your heart and parting yeah. into someone or giving that correction. What is the posture of your heart? Do you just want to be right? Do you just want to be heard? Do you just want to sound holy and sound very spiritual and use certain words and all these scriptures? Or is it that you are genuinely wanting to give enlightenment and edification and encouragement to this person so that they can be better and grow from what you're saying? Yeah, I think I think with with the right heart, with the right spirit comes the right results. 
And I think that you will have the right results when you when your advice, when your mindset is rooted in the right thing. That's why I don't respond to every question. That's why that's why, you know, everybody is not my friend because God is God may not have graced you to be that person's friend. Hmm. And I had to learn it the hard way. Like God will literally make you leave situations because they may not be able to receive the truth or you can no longer extend yourself that much or God is like y'all unequally yoked. So it's time to leave. Right. Yeah. True. So, okay. So next question, how do you keep your ear toward God? Like how do you build that fellowship with the Lord consistently? Um, so for me, um, the main thing is his word. Um, you need to make sure that, well, I need, I, I make sure, let me not say you, like, I'm just talking at y'all, but <laughs> what I do, <laughs> I make sure that every single day I spend time in his word. Um, the Bible says that God is his word. So if you want to have any fellowship with him, you need to be acquainted with his word. Um, I make index cards, meditate on his word every day, um, a prayer life. If you don't have a prayer life, I don't, and, and you're a Christian, a born again Christian, I really don't know what you're doing with your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and I'm not sure, I'm trying to be funny with it so you can like have an open heart to what I'm saying, whoever you yeah, you listening. But um, having a prayer life is absolutely an a necessity. It is a vital. It is your communication with God. And it's also our opportunity to be able to stand in a gap for others, to be able to pray for others and even ourselves to be able to shift things in the spirit realm. Um, so um, prayer, um, I, I'm kind of different with my relationship with God. I do, I do different things with him. I think people kind of, um, think of God as just this far off idea and just like he is the creator of the universe, but it's like, he's also your father. So one thing that I do to make sure I'm hearing him right. And all of that, I ask him to help me cook. Like we cook and I'm like, Lord, how much do I put in this? And he tell me, I'm like, okay, bet, you know, or he's helped me do, don't laugh. You're again, this is my relationship with God. He's helped me do my makeup. Y'all probably be like, what's she talking about? That's God. And no, 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 no. He's my father. <laughs> this is my relationship. So for me, you know, that's what we do. And he'd be like, oh no, put this eyeshadow on this. And this will blend like this. Like legit, y'all. That's us. So that's us. And just in every day, mo- I'm just saying, because everybody probably, they like, there might be some people that may be a little older, a little bit more traditional and may not really have or think that having that type of relationship with the creator of the universe is something that's possible. But it's like he's the creator, but he's also our heavenly father and he wants that intimate relationship. So for me, I include him in just everyday activities and we be hanging and we be laughing and we be chilling. But then when it's time to go in warfare, when it's time to go in prayer, you know, it's like then we 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 get serious and you know we do what we have to do in that time. He imparts into me and, and speaks to me in those moments. But having those moments with him, like on an everyday basis, um, which is doing regular things, that helps me to tune my ear more to him. Cause I'm like, oh Lord, I know this is you speaking to me. So if I have a prophetic word for somebody or if I'm ministering to somebody, I know it's you because I've been practicing hearing your voice just by basic things. And I think um, people that may be struggling with that, just start there. Just start asking him basically like, Lord, what should I do today? Lord, you know, yeah. what should I wear today? Lord, what, what should we cook? Not me. What should we cook? Even though I know you a spirit and you're not going to eat with me, but still, what we going to cook? <laughs> Just start there. Make it practical. I think sometimes people lose the practicality when it comes to hearing from God and having that relationship. But it's like he wants that. He's your yeah. daddy. Why wouldn't Definitely. he want that? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So I was just writing notes. I was writing notes. So, okay. So what have you been working on? Because Mm. you, you've been doing some things over there uh, too. So what, what are you working on? 
So um, I do have a small, it's a small Christian singles um, women's ministry called Wonderful Do you? Yes, dear. <laughs> it's coming up on a year, actually, um, at the end of this month. But um, it's a small, intimate group and of other single um, Christian women that I minister to, mentor. We have workshops um, and things of that nature. Um, so I do have that. Um, I am working on, I don't want to say what yet. I'll say it's not a book. I'm not going to, I'm just though it's not a book, but I am working on another project um, with the Lord. Um, and Go it's going to be Go great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going back to school um, yes, to get my nursing degree. So uh, I'm taking a class right now for a prerequisite for the nursing program at Henry Ford that I will be applying for next semester and getting accepted to. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, and just taking care of my family. That's really it for real. Like I'm thinking. Oh, Listen, that's the, enough. What are the you kids? So I am. <laughs> I'm also uh, before I don't want to say before church closed because church has always been open. But the before four the walls. Pandemic. Yes. Before the pandemic um, and before, you know, four walls and stuff, you know. Cause we all the church. Um, I was the uh, teacher for uh, the children's church and um, the choir director for the kids at my church. So um, I'm getting things started to just meet with them virtually and um, having children's church with them. So um, just getting back into the, the just of doing that as well as just making sure that I'm good, you know, mentally and emotionally and spiritually after you know working the front lines and stuff so but yeah that's really it <laughs> <laughs> well that is amazing unless, and that is a lot which say i was about to say unless because sometimes you know more than what i do what i'm doing <laughs> i'm not saying nothing okay i said no one thing you okay. ain't gonna have me on here i'm screaming uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no oh my god so that is all so amazing. You are doing so much in terms of mentoring young women and helping people and being there for people and also intercession, interceding for people that call you and text you and just being a prayer warrior. Okay. Oh yeah. See, Hello. see, that's what I mean. It'd be stuff that I, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, no, okay. Be patient, be patient. No, seriously, she is. I just we always talk about it like we always talk about our experience with um, when we were in college doing ministry together and how it was just so amazing. Our encounters with God, the things that we seen that we had never seen before that's written in the word of God, but we had never experienced it before. Um, Seeing the dead raised, seeing the to walk, you know, seeing those that that were on their deathbeds live again, like. Yeah. The ability to see that for Ooh. years straight is a yeah. blessing, a miracle that people don't see. Like just yeah. to be able to see soul save every day, like that yeah. type of 3 a.m. praying with people to receive the Holy Ghost, 7 a.m. Yeah. having people be baptized. Like that type of experience is something that we could never forget. Yeah, And it even makes it even better because I got to experience that with my best friend. I thought, you know, just those experiences, is it just makes it even sweeter that we got to grow together. And I think that's important to say before we, you know, get off is that we had the ability to grow together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Do you have anything else you want to say before we end the podcast? Um, Do I? Um... This is so new for me, y'all. That's why I'm like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you're you've just, done great. You've done so I great. I did. What do, do y'all think I did? Okay. Like I know y'all can't talk back, but <laughs> I hope I did okay. Leave it oh, in the I comments, did. okay? Leave it in the comments, <laughs> okay? I don't be doing stuff like this, y'all. Oh, one thing I did want to say was um, evaluate um, your friend circle. This is the end of the year and we're entering another year. And I think that it's really important to evaluate who you have in your inner circle, who you have um, that who you have in your life that has that 
intimate access to you um, mm-hmm. and really ask the Lord, who can I bring along with me into this year and who shouldn't I bring along mm-hmm. with me into this new year? Um, so I think that that would be a wise thing to do because I yeah. think that this year definitely has, um, it shifted so much in our lives, not just in a natural sense, but I believe in the spiritual sense as well. Yeah. And I think that it gives us the opportunity to be in that place to really, um, sit down and evaluate and be, be honest and ask God to, to, to give you that wisdom and that guidance on what you should do going forward with who you have in your, in your circle and, um, allowing, you know, God to move accordingly, you know? Yeah. I think that's awesome. I think that's, that's huge, especially since it is December and we really do start making sure that the people that God has placed in our lives are supposed to be there or are we just holding up their weight? You know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say it like that, but did the I mean, Bible just to lay aside every weight and true. the sin that so easily besets you. And if it's a person that's easily besetting you, you got to lay it aside. Okay. Let's... Child. <laughs> it's okay. And my singles, it's going to be okay. My singles, it's going to be okay. We going to get through this, y'all. Come on. Get up. No, for real. I know I I can be sarcastic, but I'm being serious. Yeah. It's going to be okay. We are going to get through this. I know the struggle can be real. I know it can get lonely sometimes. I know depression can come, but be encouraged. Be encouraged. God is with you. You're going to get through this. Amen. Thank you so much, Brenda, for being on the Charity Movement podcast. Um, I know that everyone really enjoyed you. I'm so excited that you agreed to do this. I know it's outside of your comfort zone, but God definitely was in this conversation. And so I do appreciate it. So all of the people that listen today, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you were looking at the YouTube channel. And if you were looking at the audio podcast, make sure you share it with someone else. I love you guys. And remember that the only one stopping you is you. Bye. See you next week.